0: Well, hey there, good afternoon, skinny peeps. You are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is December 12th, 2017. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I am so glad to be on this call with you today. We are in the middle of a series we've been doing for these last few weeks um, about healing and um, this, this series, we're calling it Healing in the Sending, as we have been looking at different places in the Bible where um, just that, where we see healing taking place in the sending, meaning we see pe- we see healing from God taking place when the people of God step out into the calling that is on their life and they go to where God is sending them. Okay, uh, today we are going to be in the book of Acts and we are going to be in chapter 26. If you've got your Bibles with you, I'll give you a minute to turn there and then we are just going to read through it together. This is... Um, talking about uh, this is Paul and he has gone in front of Festus and then eventually ends up in front of the king and um, he's he's trying to defend himself so just to give you guys a little bit of background here let's actually start in um, chapter 25 and we'll read through a few verses skipping some every now and then just to kind of get our minds around what is happening as we go into chapter 26 Okay. Acts 25 verse 1 it says 3 days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They urgently requested Festus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Okay. So you guys going kind to of see what's going on here. Um, this is at the point in Paul's ministry People are really starting to take notice of him, okay? He was a Pharisee, and then he had his moment with Jesus. He was blind for three days. He surrendered his life, and um, he's now serving the Lord. Well, the Jews don't like it, and they are now – they've taken him to Roman law. They want him convicted. and They want him sent back to Jerusalem, though, because they actually want to kill him before he can even be found guilty or not guilty, Okay? So um, let's keep going. Let's look at verses 10 through 12. It says, so they've been, they've accused him, okay? And Paul answers the charges. Paul answers, says, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. Okay, after Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, you have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. All right. so he basically, Paul's you know, pleading for his life. He knows the Jews are out to get him. And so he says, hey, I haven't done anything wrong. You can't hand me over to them for no reason. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 18, let's see, verses 18 through 22. says, when his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes. This is Festus talking now, okay? They did not charge him with any of the crimes I expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters. So I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. When Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa, this is the king, said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. And so Festus replied, tomorrow you will hear him. Okay, so Paul is now going to go and talk to the king um, in order to avoid these charges that have been brought against him because really he hasn't broken any laws. The Jews are just mad because he's, claiming Christ was resurrected from the dead and that Christ is the son of God. And they don't like what he's saying and they want him silenced. And we've already seen they will use whatever powers that be, including the Roman government, the Roman um, legal system to squash anything they don't like, right? That's how, that's what they did to Christ himself. That's how they had him crucified. Okay. So, Now we are heading into the meat of our time together today in chapter 26, okay? Really listen here because this is, now we've got the background story. Now we are headed in to that healing in Paul's sending that we're looking for today, okay? Okay. Acts 26, 1 says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul uh, motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jews all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today." This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. O King, it is because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I, too, was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and and that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the saints in prison. He's talking about Christians. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. You guys, the very first martyr, Stephen, who was stoned to death, Paul was standing there and gave the go-ahead for the people who stoned him. That was a disciple, one of the original 12 of, of Christ. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 11, many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blasphemy. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. Okay, so in other words, Paul's saying in defense of of these charges against him, he's saying, Listen to who I used to be. It's not like I came about this lightly. I used to be one of them. I was a Pharisee. I was raised the way these people were raised. I believed as they believed, but I know something they don't know. I've seen something they haven't seen yet. I know Jesus now, and it's my job to tell other people about him, whether they like it or not. Listen to who I used to be. That's what he's saying, okay? All right, verse 12. On one of these journeys, This is Paul talking still. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. In other words, these leaders that are now persecuting him are the ones that sent him to persecute Christians. He went with their authority to do all the things he was doing. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Okay, you guys, that saying there, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. A goad was a, a sharp stick that they used to, to, proddle, to prod cattle to get them to move. And, and so basically kick against the goads, what Jesus is saying to Paul there, Saul, Saul, he still Saul at the time when Jesus is saying it. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. In other words, Jesus is saying, um, you're only hurting yourself here, fighting me the way that you are. You're only hurting yourself. You're kicking against the goats. Okay, verse 15, then I asked, this is Paul, Paul asks, who are you, Lord? And Jesus answers him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Okay. So here it is. This is it, guys. This is our meat for today. This is what we're really trying to get after. Here is the sending. Okay. Here is the healing. Did you guys catch that in verse 17? It says, I will rescue you from what? From your own people. Remember earlier? You guys, this is a spiritual healing that we're talking about for Paul right here. Rescued from his own people. Remember earlier in chapter 25, we read, I'll read it for us again, it's verse 24. It said, the whole Jewish community had petitioned me, this is Paul talking, the whole Jewish community had petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. So, you guys, the whole Jewish community wants him dead. And we didn't, we didn't quite get to that verse earlier. We stopped in 22. That's 24. But that's where we were headed as he's going to stand trial. The whole Jewish community wants him dead. Can you imagine? This is the community he was raised in from a child that he had given his life to. This is the community that he really thought he was serving God when he was persecuting Christians, he loves the Lord and he had to have loved his people, but they want him dead. They don't just want him like to be quiet. They have had enough and they want him dead. And yet what do we see there in acts twenty six seventeen? where's this healing going to happen? Jesus says, I will rescue you. I will rescue you. So it hasn't happened yet. Right? Why? Because Paul has to step into his calling first. In other words, Jesus right here is commissioning him. He's commissioning him. The end of the verse, how's he going to do it? I will rescue you from your own people. How? You guys remember? I am sending you to them. Sending them to who? Yep, you got it. Sending him to to the people who hate him, to the Jews who want him dead. And who else? And from the rescue from the Gentiles as well. These were people who, until his encounter with Christ, he never even believed could know his God. Gentiles before Christ didn't even know his God. So this has got to be a really fun assignment for Paul, right? Right. He's supposed to go talk to people that he always thought were below him that were never allowed to know his God or love his God or serve his God. And he's going to go tell the people who want him dead about Jesus. God is going to send him there. And in the process, it's going to heal him spiritually. It's going to rescue him from the life of a Pharisee, from that separation from God. Those Pharisees who just could never give up their thirst for power, their desire to please men over their desire to please God, their desire to hold a worldly position rather than an eternal one. Okay, so let's look at um, Festus' response in Acts 26 verse 24. As Paul is saying all of this, he's telling his story about his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. Okay. And then in verse 24, um, Festus interrupts. It says, at this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. So here he is. He's in front of the court. He's pleading his case. He's he's hopeful that these people may understand him, that they might see the light, and they tell him that he's crazy. Okay, and then verse twenty-seven, it goes on to say. Uh, Paul says, "King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do." He's he's making his appeal to the king now. Okay. And King Agrippa goes on to say, then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? This had to be just humiliating for Paul. He's standing in front of a court of people. And he's the only one that sees things like he sees things. He's the only one who believes as he believes. And yet he doesn't back down. And you know, it got me thinking, I think our biggest takeaway for me this week with this material was when we do what we're called to do, it won't always look like what we want it to look like. When we do what we're called to do, it won't always look like what we want it to look like. You know, um I love opportunities to share the gospel with people. I really do. I look for them. I get excited when God gives me a chance to talk to other people about Jesus. And um, (laughs) you can ask my husband. We've had some conversations with all kinds of people, even in other countries. Um, We had a conversation with a a guy, a Muslim from Turkey, standing in line to see the statue of David when we were in Florence. That was a fun one. I really do. I I look for opportunities to share the gospel, but I heard a statistic a couple of years ago. Um, A speaker at our church at at a brunch was talking and he told us that the statistic that he had read, he had learned that an adult who doesn't already know the Lord will hear the gospel 7.6 times. Before they believe. Before they accept it as truth. Before they make Jesus their savior. Before they bow their lives to him. You know, and that, I have never forgotten that statistic. 7.6, 7.6, it's drilled into my mind, into my heart. And I now pray on a regular basis, whenever that statistic pops in my head, I ask God for the courage to be one of the first six. You know, because we all love the idea as Christians of being that last person, right, that shares the gospel and they, they're, the person you're sharing it with is open to it. They want to talk to you about the Lord. They want to hear what you know. Then you feel overwhelmed because none of us think we know enough. <laughs> but at least we get to walk that road with them, watching them grow and learn, and they're receptive. They don't tell you that you're out of your mind like Festus told Paul. You're out of your mind, Paul. And what did Agrippa tell him? do you think you can persuade me in such a short amount of time to be a Christian? Please. They're not buying it, right? But Paul was one of the first six in these situations. And who knows how many other people he was one of the first six for. And so I think that's encouraging when, when somebody isn't receptive to the gospel that you're sharing Remember, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ in you. They're rejecting his message, not yours. And so you don't have to carry the burden for that. You don't have to bear that weight. Thank God for the courage to have been one of the first six and then ask him to put the next three, four, five, however many more people it's going to take in that person's path so that they come to know Jesus 7.6 times I love I love that number um, because it gives us something to shoot for right so well you know I um, I love Paul and um, I love his I love his story I love how he's just such a great example of how far gone um, we can be, and God still um, can take even a wretch like me, even the biggest sinner, even the one who was persecuting Christians to the point of death, and change a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, and use any of us for His glory, if we surrender, if we'll step out of our comfort zone, and if we'll go and do what He's calling us to do, if we'll step into the calling that is on our life, and so that. Um, That is where we are going to wrap up for today. I hope you guys see um, Paul's spiritual healing here that took place in the sending that that Jesus sent him. And in the process of that, he rescued him from a life uh, as a Pharisee and a life, uh, eternity in hell. um, If Paul had never come to know him as king. So next week, too, um, we have something really special for you. Um, A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, who works in women's ministry, has worked at several churches across the country um, in women's ministry. She is actually going to be a guest speaker with us on our call next week. And she's going to be continuing, she's going to be talking through another part of the book of Acts and, and also sharing with us um, some things that God has been showing her about Paul's life and about the healing um, that, it, that took place in Paul's life and, and then some healing that has taken place in her life as well. So I'm really, really excited about that call next week. I hope that you'll tune in for it um, and or tune in for the playback, whichever is the most convenient for you. On that note, will you pray with me? Let's close this out. Father God, Lord, I just, um, I thank you so much, Lord, for this time on this call today. I thank you for each person who's listening to this call or who's going to listen to this call in the future. Lord, I thank you for your word, for your truth, Lord, that um, speaks to us and changes us from the inside out. Lord, I thank you for the calling that is on each one of our lives. And I thank you, Lord, um, for the healing that is available to us when we step into that calling, the healing that is in the sending, Father God. I pray that you would be with um, each person, each member of the skinny Lord, each person that's going to become a part of this ministry. I pray that you would watch over them and protect them, bless them in in this Advent season heading into Christmas. Lord, help us to all be mindful of you and look for opportunities to give, more than usual look for opportunities to serve lord help uh, this to be just a season of worship for all of us as we lay our lives before the infant king father god in jesus name we pray amen all right skinny peeps thank you so much for being on this call with me today like i said special guest speaker next week so i hope that you will tune in again next tuesday at 2 we'll be right back here again Same time, same dial-in number. And then, as always, I post these calls on the Weekly Skinny Facebook page right after we get off of the phone I'll post the recording there under the files tab if you are not already a member of the weekly skinny Facebook page I encourage you to find us there it's so easy all you've got to do is search weekly skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there and I will approve it all are welcome the more the merrier so feel free to invite your friends your family your team members anybody who you think would want to plug in and be a part of this with us Uh, like I said all are welcome and so um i would i would love to see this just continue to grow and for now that is all i have so i will be right back here with you again next week tuesday at two in the meantime i will be praying for you and yours bye now